0: Everybody, welcome to the Hallmarkies Podcast. This is the show where we are talking about the romantic reading that we've been doing, the romance reading wrap up, and this is our I think fourth month doing it, which is pretty cool. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Breeze here. Hey, everybody. Yes, how are you doing? I'm good, girl. How are you, Miss I'm like, good. Travel bug. <laughs> <laughs> I've had two trips since we last spoke, which is pretty crazy.
1: I'm so excited. I'm living vicariously (laughs) through you because I just want to go somewhere, anywhere. Yeah. Right now. Yeah.
0: They really have. They've been basically family trips. I went to Virginia to see my sister and we just kind of hung out and spent time together. And that was great. And then I uh, went to Southern Utah to our family reunion with some of my cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff like that so party time (laughs) awesome yeah it was really really fun have you had a nice summer nice quiet summer it's been nice and quiet and just filled with like trying
1: to keep the kids busy coming up with like adventures that don't cost so much money yeah. things that we can do here in the city and it's been it's been nice
0: that's <laughs> it's good. been a lot
1: of lazy days but the days <laughs> where we do get out and like do things it's a lot of fun so yeah
0: well that's good that's very good well I hope you've been enjoying some fun reading I have been doing pretty well for myself because I've had all this time in planes and, and riding in the car and <laughs> <laughs> It's been really good. Perfect reading time. Yeah, that's right. Best time to listen to Audible. How about you?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been like balancing it with like I was trying to get my DVR clear before Christmas in July comes. <laughs> and so like I was a little bit behind on some of the Summer Nights movies. So I watched Herpin Pal and The Baker Sun like back to back. I oh. really loved both of them.
0: her pen pal oh
1: it was was so so good rachel (laughs) wait what did you think about the baker's son
0: (laughs) i thought it was good i liked it it was definitely very bonkers i i this is a spoiler to our summer nights recap but i didn't think they had the best chemistry i didn't feel like he was really that into her yeah like she was into him yeah but I didn't... I mean, I I frankly probably would have liked it better if she had just gone off and done her own thing and he had married the the ballet... He'd been with the ballet dancer. Yeah, the ballet <laughs>
1: But the baking I, stuff I think was the great. Movie, I think it could have used like another maybe like 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, it the, felt really rushed at the end, like... <laughs> Oh, now I realize, like you're the one, yeah. and it's just like that's it. That's the end of the movie, and it's like I need to see this fleshed out just a yeah. little bit
0: more. But everything with the baking, especially the mayor, was my favorite. That yeah. was hilarious.
1: I love the obnoxiousness.
0: <laughs> yeah, they would like show up at his house, like,
1: <laughs> like oh my gosh! So like, I love the Hallmark <laughs> app. Like that's how I keep track of what's coming out, and uh-huh. so like the reviews are ruthless <laughs> like I can't help but like watch it and I'm like guys like it's a romantic comedy like yeah. you forgive the obnoxiousness in romantic comedies I mean that was the best
0: part of it what are they yeah. nuts <laughs> like the best part
1: <laughs> everybody yeah. is in on why this guy needs to be able to bake bread <laughs> oh my gosh
0: Yeah. So yeah, I was
1: like trying to get that clear and it's just been like, well, when am I going to read? It's like, well, just sit and watch these movies and then just read later. (laughs) It's fine. So I've still managed to do it, but I'm like, (laughs) you you have to do it because Christmas in July is
0: like days away. (laughs) Yeah yeah i know it's it, it's already started in uh hallmark movies and mysteries i know crazy. oh my god i'm and like we will it's be not even july <laughs> yeah we are next week we have our our christmas in july preview with jacks from the bubbly sesh Yay. uh so y'all will really enjoy that and <laughs> talk with her it's uh, So great yes we love her so much uh, so, yeah, we decided not to pick a Hallmark book this month as our main book, uh, just because we don't want that to be kind of a thing that always has to be a Hallmark book. Uh, but we were talking about People We Meet on Vacation, speaking of traveling, yeah, by Emily Henry. And there's a brand new book just came out in June. And we had both read Beach Read and enjoyed that. That was a pretty hype book, correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty popular.
1: This one too. It's all over the yeah. place. Uh, um,
0: well, we will talk about it. But do do you which do you like better, Beach Read or, or this?
1: I don't know, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I I have been thinking about it since I finished it. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I
0: definitely would prefer Beach Read over this. Yeah,
1: I, I yeah, and, and think I'll so explain too. why, but. Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know, see, like, they were both super hyped. And like, one of my friends, one of my close friends, like, when Beach Read came out, I was like, oh, she's gonna read and love this. Like, it's her jam. It's like right up her alley. It's kind of women's fictiony, but it does have that romance in there. And she read it and she's like, Well, I went into it thinking it was going to be the greatest book
0: ever with how hyped it is. And she's like, you know, it's okay. (laughs) And I'm like, I get that. (laughs) See, mine wasn't that hyped. Like you had said how much you liked it. And so then I went and read it, but it wasn't like super hyped. But uh, yeah, there's just, well, I'll explain a little bit more uh, when we talk about this book, why I liked Beatrice better, but uh, yeah, let's talk about it. So the summary is, like, super ridiculously long for this uh, this book. Uh, but So I wrote my own summary that's not as ridiculous as the one on the book. It's, Poppy and Alex have little in common, but on a fateful car ride in college, they become friends and spend a vacation with each other each year following. As the years go on, will their relationship grow or will they stay just friends?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That that's it in a nutshell. Would you say that's
0: accurate? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. So what were your overall thoughts about this book? And then we'll dive into the gritty. Okay. I it's
1: a good book. If anyone's mm-hmm. interested in it, if you've seen the cover and you know, you've read the synopsis and you're like going back and forth with should you pick it up or not. I, I definitely think that you should. Um Emily Henry is just like this really fresh voice in like the the romance fiction world right now mm-hmm. um like she just really did something i don't know great with beach read and so obviously it's like that nervousness i think with like is the next book going to be good and i think that this book is good it just so oh my gosh i loved the dyna- the difference between Poppy and Alex. I love that she's more of the like fun like fun spontaneous and he's the more like, let me stay in the small town where we grew up and teach, and you know, like it's I, I like seeing like that dynamic where the characters are totally different. Um it just the we do get a lot of like time jumps. And while mm-hmm. I can see why we need those. It just, at times, it did get a little bit confusing for me. Yeah. Um, But I do, there's so much about this book that I also just really love. I love the premise of two people who are like, regardless of where we are in life and like nothing crazy expensive, we're going to go on a vacation together every year. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. I love that. So what did you think? Yes. So I really liked the characters and I was definitely very tense of when are they going to get together already give me a break like yeah just you just wanted them to just come on (laughs) oh my gosh but i hated the non-linear storytelling i thought that was a very poor choice because i i just felt like it it took you out of the story so many times like you were you were getting that buildup, you were involved and then all of a sudden now you're back six years and now you're back seven years or whatever and or now it's it's last it's this summer, and I just didn't like that at all. I would have been so much better if it had just been from day one all the way through to now. And I know that she was trying to go off of when Harry met Sally, but when Harry met Sally doesn't really jump around as far as timeline that much, like it, it has like a couple flashbacks, but for the most part, it is still pretty l- linear yeah in in building their relationship from point one to point it's not going from it's you know it starts out with them in college and then you have the next scene and the next scene and the next scene and the next scene it's not all of a sudden like college next scene next scene back to college again you know like it doesn't do that it stays pretty linear and and i just i really didn't like that i thought it was a mistake and I would love if (laughs) if Emily is listening, come on the podcast, because I would love to ask why she went that route uh, and why she thought that that would make it a better story, uh, because uh, to me, that was not great. I did not like that.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm like, I think about, okay, what popular like vacation romance has there really been That was like a big deal before this. And like some years ago, not too, gosh, I think maybe 2017 or 2018, maybe 2019. I can't remember at this point. Like Christina Lauren, this author duo, they had this vacation romance called The Unhoneymooners. And like, I think that the whole setup of like, it, like if if poppy and alex if it would have just been like a fun vacation set in the moment rom-com or a romance in general i think that really would have worked but like you said with the constant like going back and forth while there were some aspects to that that were fun like we were getting to see like these fun vacations that they went on i would be so confused because i'm like oh well now we're back in present <laughs> you know it's, i just i think that um I don't know, something about in contemporary romance, it's really hard to do the time jumps versus like an historical fiction or something like that. I, yeah. it, I think it's really hard to pull off. And this book, which had the potential to be such a great book, like it's Emily freaking Henry, yeah. Dr. Beach Read. You know she's going to bring it. It just really made it suffer just a little bit because there yeah. were so many. I think that's the thing too is like,
0: yeah. So many. <laughs> That's true. And I feel like a lot of times, yeah, it's just flashing back to, like, one other part of their life and then going forward is something like, I don't know, I can't think of it the top of my head, but something like The Notebook or whatever. It's like there's the, the past experience and then the current experience is flipping back and forth. Uh, but this... it was it was a lot to kind of keep track of which vacation is this oh this is croatia this is tuscany this is whatever (laughs) and i still enjoyed it don't get me wrong but i just don't see what that really added to the story yeah even if even if people maybe don't mind it i don't see how it makes it better
1: yeah i guess i think like having those flashbacks maybe it's to build the tension a little bit more for us to really understand okay this is why they are where they are right now um because it does like he says something towards the end of it when she's like she says something along the lines of like real life and he's like that's the problem like i can't be part of this like fake life that you're wanting to you know it's like Mm -hmm. she, she says something along the lines of like us going on vacation like that's my escape from real life and he's like well hold on a minute you know so I guess in a way the time jumps or the time slips can like kind of represent that a little bit like she's living in this fantasy where once a year she gets to escape real life with Alex who's like best friend, love of her life secretly or whatever. And then she goes back to her real life. And it's like, but what about how he feels? And like, you know, when it's like a a male and a female, like he's going to go back to his quote unquote real life and possibly be dating somebody. And how are they going to feel about that? So like you wanting to escape from your real life, like you have to keep in mind, like what he has going on in real life, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, he may eventually not want to or be able to, out of respect for where his life is at the moment, just pick up and go like you want, want to mm-hmm. go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, did you think that, that Alex was sometimes almost too, uh, too amenable to like, I wanted him to have a little bit more sort of like uh, <laughs> a little, he a would, yeah, a little bit of, <laughs> that he would, say things when you're just thinking like no there's no way like he would he would agree to this or he he was so uh oh kind of willing to do whatever he he was such the um how, how do you put it nicely like I don't know he was just kind so enamored pushing. with her obviously <laughs> yeah. from the very beginning he was totally yeah. <laughs> in love with her and <laughs> and he wanted him to be like no <laughs> Uh-huh. but what did you think of their characters in general with uh with them you have poppy kind of the free-spirited doesn't want to be uh sh- kind of strapped down to things and uh and then you have alex who's the more straight-laced kind of type
1: i liked that because and i especially like it because they both come from these small towns in Ohio mm-hmm. and I like that with Poppy we really get to see that person that's like okay I'm breaking free of this like small town life and I'm going to like go to the big city and write like, and be a travel writer or, like whatever she does travel blogger or something and Alex is just like well I I want that comfort so we get like I really liked seeing that difference but at the same time like, this is you can tell like this is your person. You be, she you can tell she yeah. believes like this is her person, but their beliefs as far as like how they want to live their lives are totally different. You know, like he's a high school teacher back in small town Ohio, and she's in the big city hanging out with her best friend whose
0: mom is a therapist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like I just wish I could just say to all these people that uh, that that no matter what your job is, like you're not going to be happy in your life if you don't have fulfilling relationships. Like it does not matter. Like, I don't know anybody who, even if they have their dream job that is really like satisfied on that kind of real level from like, not that it doesn't matter, but I just feel like, I've just seen so many movies and and what read so many books at this point where people are like, well, what about my job?" And I just want to say, "Who cares about your job?" <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Nobody is happy even in their dream job all no. the time, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, like like it's an important element cuz it takes up a lot of your day and uh, your thoughts is your work and what you're doing but it 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 will never if you do if you do not have satisfying relationships in your life it will not matter if you have the most fancy job
1: absolutely and I, I, I not loved, just,
0: um, i'm not saying just the- romantic relationships i'm just saying relationships in general in general yeah yeah
1: that's why i loved in the beginning when she's talking i can't remember her best friend's name but i loved the scene with her best the, yeah. the, the female friend she's like you know my mom said something along the lines of if you are unhappy, you need to like retrace your steps to the last time you were happy, you Mm -hmm. know? And that's kind of like, I think that that really leads into like why we get all of these jumps with Alex. Cause for Poppy, those are the moments when she was the most happy, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The, the, the going on vacation was the time when she uh, could let go of, her expectations for herself and what she thought she had to be, what kind of person she had to be, and to just have fun and and I think that there's a lot of truth to that. That uh, you can kind of let go of of whatever expectations people have of you and just be somebody different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Emily, she said uh, in the in the um, reading book clubs portion of the book, she says. I set out to write in this book, two characters with no obvious reasons to like each other, let alone love each other Two people with so little in common that romance never seemed to be on the table and thus friendship could blossom. And did you feel that way that Alex and Poppy were like genuine friends, even beyond being, you know, romantic lovers, I guess
1: i actually think that the friends part was a little bit more believable mm-hmm. than the romantic part
0: i agree yeah definitely. yeah i agree yeah that they, they did feel like they had a genuine connection and you you did feel like come on kiss already like
1: i did I mean, you're you can't help but root for them to just, okay. let's finally make this happen because we know that like we're we spend so much time in Poppy's head. I don't even think we get Alex's perspective, do we? We don't get Alex's perspective. I I think that would have helped, too, um, Mm -hmm. if we would have gotten Alex's perspective at some point in the book. That might have made like the time jumps and stuff like that a little bit more bearable
0: (laughs) especially when he's with sarah because it's a little bit hard to believe that he would still go on these vacations and still all do this with and you're in a whole relationship with somebody else (laughs) right (laughs) and 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 especially because he knows that she does not like sarah at all
1: yeah yeah
0: so i think that was tuscany wasn't that the big relation that was the big trip yeah with sarah when sarah was there yeah, they had. I think if I'm counting right, they had Paris, San Francisco, Tuscany, New Orleans, Croatia, and Palm Springs.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, I did think that the Palm Springs was was pretty funny with the uh, uh, the problems with the Airbnb. <laughs> there. Yeah, I them- mean
1: Emily Henry delivers on the comedy. I mean, yeah it's like so on point it's like it's there when it needs to be and not there it's not like forced like you can tell that she either loves like romantic comedy movies or read a bunch of like late 90s early 2000 rom-coms like it's so good
0: yeah (laughs) did you see kind of the when harry met sally comparisons she said that's what inspired her
1: when you mentioned it earlier i was like oh (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see this I finally watched Harry Met Sally for the first time like I think earlier this year so <laughs> oh really <laughs> yes I've been going back I'm like oh my gosh there's so many rom-coms that I've never seen and that was like the first one that I watched so
0: yeah Nora Ephron her scripts were just the best she managed she writes such funny dialogue that I love that.
1: That movie was hilarious. I mean, the diner scene—I was like, "What is Meg Ryan? What is going on?" <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> but but yeah, I I particularly I liked uh, when she says to the she says to the manager of the Airbnb, the owner, uh, something about the uh, the air conditioner, and he says, "Well, have, have you googled it?" <laughs> yeah. i yeah that would be the worst and they just it, things just keep getting worse and worse like his back blow, he has a, a, a spasm in his back and and uh, they finally give up they're like fine we'll go stay yeah. in the hotel <laughs> i think you could have almost the, the whole movie just set in that just that one part that one part yeah and that would be pretty funny just one thing going out wrong after another christmas vacation but it in summer uh, that was funny i thought and uh yeah did you have any any other of the vacations that stuck out to you
1: um i think i really liked tuscany i, I liked uh-huh. T- i liked all of them that i was mean- pretty tense yeah, they all I feel like served a purpose. But again, it just it does pull you out just a little. But mm-hmm. you also know, like the reason that they exist in the story. And yeah, it's really just felt like, okay, she's really building tension here. And like, I just want these two people to freaking figure out if they're yeah. gonna be together or not. Or are they just gonna stay friends? You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: I kind of wish that she hadn't this is a nitpick but that she hadn't made uh, alex such an archetypal hunky guy like i think okay. it would have been kind of cute if they'd both been sort of nerdy types you know Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like the big you know chiseled chest and the blonde hair and he's tall and like very archetypal hunky fabio kind of We'll look to him and i yeah i just kind of like
1: feels like kind of sexy dark academia because he's yeah, like yeah. a high school like english teacher english lit or exactly. something like that i'm like okay
0: yeah you know <laughs> that his students are all in love with him
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> stop, girl. she calls one of them she's like she sounds like a real b word and he's like yeah. i'm not supposed to talk about my students but she is, she's <laughs> one of my least favorites <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like I think if they did make into this, make this into a movie, it would be really cute if they kind of made them both sort of nerdy-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cute. <laughs> Change that up a little bit. Uh, so yes, then I thought that they, I thought they had really good chemistry. I thought the characters were well drawn, believable. Uh, that they that they built that tension well. We have the tropes for this one trope time you have opposites attract uh the forced to spend time together r- in this case vacation uh bad lodging uh and then of course you have friends to lovers is the big one in this one yeah definitely it, where would that rank for you in this far as tropes she you, you what do you think about the the bff that somehow they don't notice for years and years that they've been in love with them <laughs> How do you
1: feel about oh that my one? Gosh, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely friends to lovers is definitely the dominant trope in the book. They are, like you said, opposites attract, they're very opposite people. Um, and it's, I think friends to lovers can just be so hard to pull off because, yeah. you know, it's like this is my comfortable relationship. And if we try this and it doesn't work, is it going to ruin the relationship that we have? And like, I don't really feel like that was a big deal in this story. It was just more so pop, like they lead such different lives. And it's like, you know, even though like Alex's life seems a little bit more boring in comparison to Poppy's in the big city, like that's his life. And it's like, girl like i don't i don't want him to have to give up this life that he is comfortable with and that he's built for himself um to like go cater to you but at the same time like y'all are gonna have to figure out how this is going to happen um so i think like the distance between them was also like a big like conflict in the book like they meet up once a year and go on vacation, but they live in totally different places and live totally different lives. So like, how are they going to fit into each other's real life?
0: Yeah. And I guess it's just lucky that neither of them say had children or like these kinds of there's a lot of this conveniences. Kind of, yeah, this kind of vacation <laughs> would be very difficult to pull off on a yearly basis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if Alex was like a single dad of, a, you
0: know, yeah. one child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where would you want to go if you if you were just say you didn't have a kids and you could just go somewhere this summer? Where would you go?
1: Oh my gosh. I would love to go to like the Almalfi Amalfi Coast oh, in yeah. Italy. Mm-hmm. it's like my phone screensaver like i'm determined okay
0: <laughs> i need my own eat <laughs> pray love experience. Okay. well let me know take me with you uh, because i've been there i when i was 17 i went to really mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah but i've never been back but i would love to did you enjoy it oh yeah it was gorgeous See, like one of my really good friends, beautiful. when
1: him and his wife got married, there they went to Rome for their honeymoon and he came back. He was so disappointed. He's like,
0: it sucks. Aww. He's like, it's Aww. like he's
1: like, it's so overrated. He's like, yeah. it looks beautiful on TV. It's like, and then you get there and it's not that nice.
0: And I'm like, no, don't ruin well, it for don't me. Listen to him. He's a grumposaurus. I love Rome. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> i was like you don't appreciate
1: old world stuff
0: but i would just i would actually say go to greece because it's way cheaper at least it was i mean that was years ago but i still think it's a lot cheaper than italy and it's just as pretty and i think
1: about it now i'm like this is she released this book at a time when people really need it like yeah Yeah, the world is slowly starting to open back up you know open back up but for the most part, a lot of people still don't feel comfortable traveling. And it's like, it, this is the vacation that you need. So while it, you know, we have our thoughts and opinions on the usage of the time jumps and the different vacations in the book, it is kind of literally an escape for real. <laughs> because-
0: yeah. 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 I, I kind of felt like that if you were going to make a, at least a Hallmark version of this, I think you have the same cast from Roman love with Italia Ricci and Peter Porte. Mm-hmm. What did you think that would be a good match? I mean, I he do. has brown hair, but other than that.
1: Yeah. I really liked yeah. her in that movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I did too. I did too. I just feel like that would be like, she would, could be kind of cute and spunky enough. And he is certainly handsome. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm trying to think
1: of the one that she was in most recently. Wasn't she in a, not a Christmas movie. She was in something at the beginning of this year, wasn't she? Um, Uh, Yeah. The breakup bootcamp one, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. They could be good, but it's it's so hard to believe that someone like, well, really, Peter Porte or Ryan Pavey would be single (laughs) She's like a lot ryan Pavey would be the
1: best small town high school english <laughs> although, lit teacher
0: uh, uh, although i think both of them are actually in real life singles so <laughs> I guess the world is mad the world is crazy but uh yeah it, it was a fun book i enjoyed reading it i was definitely just like trying to you know tempted to put it on like three acts just to keep going going because i wanted them to get together and uh because i was listening to it uh, so it definitely had me in in engrossed uh but i like i said i would not have done that non-linear storytelling that to me was not great yeah definitely but, so what would you give it out of five i
1: i think i'd give it a four star mm-hmm. I
0: I think I gave it a three star on Goodreads. But to me, okay. that's like, this is a solid book. I enjoyed it yeah. for yeah. three stars for me because I'm stingy in my. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, reads. really. The
1: only there's something about it that I'm like, this isn't quite a five star. Yeah. I'm, I'm just giving it time because it's again, it's Emily Henry. It's super hyped up, you know, a month or two from now, if I can't stop thinking about it then maybe I'll bump it up or maybe by that point I'll realize like this wasn't really that great of a book. We'll see. It's just, you know, we read it in it's prime. Like it's Mm -hmm, all over the mm -hmm. place right now. So it's hard to, to really judge how you feel about it. I think.
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor
1: for this episode of the podcast from the author of miracles and menorahs comes a story about history responsibility for it and how true love can change the future. History of Us is the second book in Stacy Agdern's Friendship and Festivals series. Available on June 24th from Thule Publishing and wherever books are sold. For
0: more information about Stacy, visit her website at www.staceyagdern.com. That's staceyagdern.com. All right, well, let's dive into our uh, reading roundup. Yes. Where we are talking about all the different stuff that we've been reading. And this doesn't necessarily all have to be... Uh, have to be romantic but most of it is and i will start uh the first one that i read is called the runaway countess oh we should say that i forgot to say that the spice level on people we meet on vacation is pretty mild there's just one scene of heat i guess yeah (laughs) is that fair so uh you know kind of like a pg-13 i would say so i would give it like a
1: mild, mild to, yeah
0: yeah a pretty and mild literally
1: heat. if it bothers you you can skim it
0: yeah because it's just <laughs> it's one, no big deal it's one scene and that's it so yes okay so uh, the so we're going to do the reading roundup and the first one that i have is the runaway countess by lee lavelle she was somebody who was recommended to me to read and this kind of like a Robin Hood ish kind of story type story. And there's this woman and she, uh, she gets her. Should I, I I try not to spoil it. Uh, So she knows who this Robin Hood kind of character is that is stealing from the rich to give to the poor and causing all these problems. Well, she doesn't want to reveal who that is because it's close to her and she ends up getting uh captured by basically like the sheriff of Nottingham kind of character. And then he ends up uh, the, the person who's in charge of her ends up kind of falling in, they end up falling in love. So it's, it's a little bit problematic. I feel like in that way that she, it's a little Stockholm Syndrome, yeah, she sort of falls in love with her captor. Was this um, an older book? Um, when was this? Let me see, uh, 2012, yeah, so okay, a little bit older. Uh, the Nottingham Shire series, okay. Uh, the uh, once the darling of high society, Maisie Chetwin knows. First hand, how quickly the rich and powerful turn their backs on the less fortunate. Orphaned, penniless, and determined to defy their ruthless whims, she joins forces with a low highwayman, local highwayman, who steals from the rich to give to the poor. Then the pawnbroker snitches, and Maisie is captured by the Lord Lieutenant of Not- Nottinghamshire, a man who is far too handsome, far too observant, and surely as corrupt as his father once was. His name is Trent. <laughs> And so this movie, it is very spicy, high spice. (laughs) So fire beware. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I had fun with it. It's definitely a little bit problematic and a little weird that she falls for this Trent guy, but whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's not high art. This is not a high art book. (laughs) But I think that this Lee Lavelle, she does a good job of creating pretty dishy circumstances and scenarios she's good with she's good with the spice so i i liked it well enough Uh, what about you what's your first
1: so my first is the sergeant's matchmaking dog by carrie nichols and i loved this it's um it's my first book by carrie nichols but i'm definitely looking out for everything else that she puts out uh it follows um a girl named Addie. She turns like 23 in the book, so she's kind of young, but she is the legal guardian of her little brother. Their mom has like always had like um like drug addictions and stuff like that. And um yeah, they one day are walking home and there's this new guy and he has this uh this dog with him. He spent time in the Marines overseas and when he came home, he brought a dog with him and it was this dog that his buddy was training and then his friend unfortunately passed away over there so he brought him home and really the dog just like walks right up to the girl Addie and her little brother and is like it's kind of like matchmaking type of situations like he the dog like falls in love with them and they end up being neighbors and Just the more and more time that they spend together, obviously, like feelings grow and she's actually scared of dogs. (laughs) So he's like, let me help you overcome this. But we actually like she explains where that fear came from and it all kind of circles back to her mom and her addiction. And uh, both Addie and uh, Gabe, Gabe is the hero, are both carrying a lot of guilt. So while it's a really sweet romance, it also really like just tackles the idea of guilt and how heavy that can be and how it affects the choices we do make and the choices we choose not to make and i really liked it it is a little steamy again kind of like with people we meet on vacation there's like one scene and i was not expecting it um so be you know cognizant of that um but again you can totally skim it and just keep on reading i really enjoyed it so yeah Yeah, that's the sergeant's matchmaking dog and it's by carrie
0: nichols cool very good All right. The next one that I read is Once Upon a Puppy by Lizzie Shane. And we're actually going to have her on. uh, We're going to interview her again. I've interviewed once before. Uh, I'm going to interview her this week uh, and it'll air next week. And she's great. I love her. And this is the second. I loved her
1: first book. What was the first one called? Uh, The
0: Twelve Twelve Dogs Dogs of Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it was yeah. so adorable
0: <laughs> it was really fun and i loved her book for homework publishing called the christmas wish or the okay. royal christmas wish i can't remember anyway she's great and this one it's cute it's about this uh girl named denny who is a a free-spirited type she has pink hair and she's uh, you know always that doesn't want to have a calendar doesn't want to be stuck to commitments and like you know some traveling all over the world in a moment's notice and that's kind of her personality and then you have um uh, trying to what's that guy's name I forget the guy's name um Connor you have Connor <laughs> who is like your straight laced businessman he he's a lawyer and he wants to be made partner so bad but they're saying oh something's lacking and he's even though he's putting in the hours they're you know they want to go with the other person and he's very frustrated and so he also has this dog named maximilian who is a handful and so he hires denny to help train the dog and and they sort of realize because her sister has just gotten engaged and she's getting all this pressure that she needs to find somebody and whatever. And he, she realizes she's like, this Connor would be like the perfect guy for my family. They think he'd be so great because he's this accomplished businessman and everything. So they make a deal that if she will go to his uh, stuff, social engagements for the law firm. He will go to her family stuff. And so you got this kind of fake relationship, which is always super fun. <laughs> That's always one of my favorite tropes. And also opposites attract. And, uh, you, know, you know, obviously you know where it's going to go. But it was very enjoyable. I liked it a lot. That sounds so cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the
0: dog stuff stressed me out a little bit. <laughs> because it's a really big dog and and uh was like tearing up the couch and (laughs) so like oh it would be stressful but i i recommend it i thought this was a charming read i think that our listeners would really enjoy it yeah yeah so what Uh do you have next
1: my next one is lizzie and dante and it's by mary bly and if that name kind of sort of sounds familiar. It's because it's the actual name of the historical romance author, Eloisa James. And this follows Lizzie and she goes with her best friend. I can't remember his name. I feel like it's Grayson, but that may not be right. But her best friend and his partner, they go to uh, this tiny island off of Italy called Elba. And we learn pretty early on that Lizzie has been given this like cancer diagnosis. It is pretty, you know, pretty serious. There is a surgery option, but Lizzie is at, you know, at the point where we meet her, she's decided she doesn't want to do that. And, um, once, once they get to Elba, she meets this local, I think he owns like a cafe or something. His name's Dante and he's a single dad of a little girl named Edda, And she finds herself falling in love with them. And, um, it, it's really just, a be- I mean, obviously it's like a vacation read, so it's beautiful to read, I think, during the summer because there's just, it's it's on an island off of Italy and there's lots of descriptions of that. And, you know, lots of, um, there's some really, you know, fun like food moments and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's this really beautiful story of like working at living life and you know lizzie especially with the the relationship with her best friend he he like really opens up about how hurt he is that she's not choosing to have this surgery like him and her they they met as kids living in the foster care system and it's just Mm -hmm. like that exploration of like everybody that i every woman that i've ever had in my life has like chosen to leave me and like you're choosing to leave me in your own way as well. Like instead of like fighting to live life for a little bit longer. And it was just it was so good. It is a little steamy. I mean, she meets Dante, they fall for each other and things heat up really quickly but again Ooh. yeah you don't name your character Dante if and you're not right. gonna have a little spice <laughs> again if it's not your thing is if it's not your <laughs> cup of tea I say skim it it is a really beautiful book it's also like a book for book lovers I mean uh-huh. Mary Bly in real life is a Shakespearean professor so there's just lots of Shakespeare stuff in there like it's book stuff all over the place like perks nice. of being a wallflower and stuff Ooh. like that so um i think it's good <laughs> i loved it you guys i loved it so again that's lizzie and dante and it's by mary bligh nice
0: okay then the next one i have is called this time next year by sophie cousins that's c-o-s-e-n-s and it's basically about these two people that were born uh the the they were the first Babies of the new millennium. And. Uh, then they. But one was born just slightly ahead of the other. And so. The, the the girl feels like. She's constantly. She's that she was like cursed because of this. That she got all this bad luck. Because of this. But they keep running into each other. Over the next. Well, starting. I think the first time they meet again. Is when they're 13. Then they keep running to each other after that and uh, it was cute i enjoyed it uh the uh the the male character was a little bit bland i felt like he could have had more quinn i think his name is that he could have had more personality <laughs> he's he's kind of just there i don't know i didn't really love his character but but it still was overall. A fun little read <laughs> I between them getting to know each other over the years and and uh, she's becoming a chef and everything and and he ends up helping her and uh yeah i i think that our readers will enjoy it. there's no spice in this one it was pretty uh pretty clean it once upon a puppy it doesn't really have any spice like they have they start a relationship, but there's no like sensuality in the book. So, yeah, um, that one's that one's pretty spice free. Okay. Uh, what about you? What's next for you? The next one that I read
1: is Confessions from the Quilting Circle by Maisie Yates. I am such a fan of hers. And this is one of her She's written, I think, one or two other more women's fiction titles, and this is her most recent one. And it is about three sisters, Lark, Hannah, and Avery. And their grandmother has died, and she's left them this unfinished quilt. And um, yeah, so like Lark is the sister that's like always on the go. Hannah's the sister who can't, she's like, she can't really believe that she's back in their small hometown of bear Creek. And she's kind of like sacrificed everything, um, to be, she's like a musician. And then Avery is a sister that's built the perfect life and trying to figure out like, okay, I've built this perfect life, but what, at what cost. And it's really them having to like lean on each other now that they're back in their hometown. And, uh, I loved the quilt. I I don't know. There's something about like family history and quilts and that I just think, go together so well. Um, it just, it, it was so good. It's a really, I think really good summer read. There is a little bit of romance in there, but the, the focus really is on, I think the sisters and their relationship and it's so good you guys. So yeah, that's Confessions yeah. from the Quilting Circle by Maisie Aids. I don't want to give too much away because I'm yeah. like, as I'm talking about, it, I'm like, you could easily spoil a lot of this book. So trust me, it's great. Mm-hmm. Go pick it up. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds good. My next book is not a romance. This was from okay. my book club that I read it. It's called The Book Woman uh, by uh, Kim uh, Michelle Richardson. And this is a very interesting... It's The Book Woman of Troublesome Creek is actually the full title. And this is very interesting. It's, it's, it's a historical fiction uh, based on this uh, unique thing that happened in Kentucky where they had people in Appalachian, Kentucky, people that were would literally turn blue. Oh, the of blue this, people. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, I never heard of it. I thought she'd made it up. And then I looked at it. I'm like, oh, that's real. And you see the pictures. And they, it's not just like light. It's like blue, blue. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was so interesting. And she is a book carrier. So she would bring up, haul up. Uh, a whole bunch of books for the people in Kentucky and she has some hard stuff in her life. Her dad is pretty terrible. Uh, you definitely hate him what he makes her do. Her husband is kind of terrible uh, and uh, but you get the feeling that he's basically kind of closeted and not able to be who he wants to be, which makes him treat her terrible. And the the whole, uh her whole life is just kind of sad (laughs) which is hard and so it is kind of a sad book but she gets a lot obviously out of the books that she reads and her relationships and i thought it was written with a lot of humanity i felt uh there's something about that like southern voice that i think is very uh very good for for fiction you know it just Just reads well. I don't know what the literary verb is for cinematic. You know, you say something is just cinematic; it's just made for for movies. I feel like that that kind of that voice and that perspective, whether it's To Kill a Mockingbird or, you know, so many different have that kind of southern drawl that's just inviting and warm. And I felt like that was the case here, and I was just very interesting. I had never heard of this. I'd never heard of the story that what that you know that this the blue blue skin thing and and uh, I thought it was written with a lot of warmth and uh, so I enjoyed it. It was a welcome surprise and something different for me to read. So, and no yeah, spice been, at I've
1: all. I've been like waiting to get my hands on that one. I just, mm-hmm. the last class that I took, we read this book about a mother and her son from Appalachia or Appalachia, I guess, depending mm-hmm. on where we are. Yeah. Um, but in how like her son couldn't read because she couldn't read and her husband couldn't read. And she was like determined to have someone help her learn to read so that she could like as simple stuff as him getting homework sent home and her not being able to help him because she can't read it. And and it's like we just did this whole discussion on how that's kind of like a forgotten minority in America. And I'm like, wow, like that is – really real you know (laughs) like that Uh, region can you imagine
0: yeah (laughs) so yeah there were people on my mission who couldn't that we worked with who couldn't read and i just it blew me away like i just can't like they didn't they had to go shopping with other people because they couldn't read the labels and stuff yeah that i never had thought about something like that, because it's just so ingrained in who I am, like, exactly. That's how I
1: felt. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, like, just traveling. She's like, you know, I travel by basically relative location like having to remember what what is what otherwise she's like I can't read the signs and yeah. if someone can't go with her to the grocery store then she doesn't go because like she yeah. can't read to see if it's her brand of coffee or whatever so right yeah yeah I think books like that are really important because that's mm-hmm. like legitimately a group of people in mm-hmm. our country that yeah people forget about so
0: oh, I so booked, what's I your next pick
1: um, I read an old gothic romance called Thunder Heights by Phyllis A. Whit- uh, Whitney Whitley, <laughs> and um, I loved it. So it's about this girl Camilla. She's basically an orphan. Her mom's uh, her mom's been dead for a while, and um, she she's a governess in New York City. She learns that her grandfather is like deathly ill. She's never even met the guy, but he is like requesting that she come out to the family estate in Thunder Heights. And so she goes and upon his passing, because he does pass away actually in the book, she learns that he has left everything to her and two of her mom's sisters have been living with him. And so then everything suspicious and mysterious begins to happen. The more time she spends at Thunder Heights, her mom's death seems to become like a little bit more suspicious, like her mom dies on a like is thrown off of a horse. And it's like, she was this really fantastic rider. So like, how did that happen kind of thing. And so it turns into this like really wonderful mystery. I I think it was written in like the 70s or something. So um, definitely feels a little bit older. But I just I was in the mood for a mystery. And this Mm -hmm. was perfect. I mean, it has the old creepy house, the family that You know, is your blood, but can you really trust them? And it's just, it was so good. So, again, that's Thunder Heights by Phyllis A. Whitney. And there was no spice in this one at all. So, clean
0: read. Nice, nice. All right. Well, my last recommendation is, or my last book that I read is In This Moment by Elena Aitken. And this is another fake relationship story. So that's <laughs> obviously a favorite of mine. So, sh- this woman, she has had this kind of crush on this guy for a long time. Uh, and he seems like he's interested, but he's like super afraid to make any kind of move. Well, she <laughs> becomes kind of desperate because her ex wants is planning on pursuing custody of, her ch- of their daughter. And so, she needs to like show a more stable relationship whatever to the court and so she basically asks this guy hey will you be my fake uh fiance whatever for this uh for this court you know things and he's he's been interested in her but he's been scared because of the big commitments that she has a daughter and you know that that's going to be like a big thing if he pursues that and so he's scared, but he agrees to go along with it because he wants to help her out. And of course <laughs> everything goes as planned. Uh and uh so this has the this has like two scenes that are a little spicy, you can easily skip over, uh, but otherwise not too bad. It has nice chemistry, it's a sweet story, and, and uh yeah, it's I enjoyed it. It was good. So Uh, do you have one more you want to talk about?
1: Yeah. So my last one is cold case, true crime. And this is by Denise N. Wheatley. It is her debut with Harlequin's intrigue series. So these are very, they're romantic suspense, but the suspense is a little bit heavier than the actual romance, but these are actually like sweet romances. There's the ones that I've read. There's been no steam on the page at all. So, um, don't be fooled. <laughs> if you're not into the scene, you can pick these up. Yeah, this one, it follows. Um, she's a blogger. She she writes articles for like a women's website by day, named Samantha. And at night, her true passion is her personal blog that's called Some Somebody Knows Something, and it's a blog dedicated to helping solve unsolved cold case crimes. And she lives in small town Gattenburg, Illinois. And a local gentleman was actually murdered. And his family and her are both like, it's very suspicious. And the, the case went cold after 48 hours. And there's a new detective in town that's come from Chicago named Gregory Harris. And he's very loyal to his boys in blue. But the more time that he spends with Samantha, he's just can't deny that like she's really on to something. And it looks like some of the really key players in the town um, like the 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 main person that's the suspect is like the son of the police chief, so it has kind of those elements of well the people that are supposed to be protecting us may be part of the like the dangerous stuff that's going on, so they really work together to figure out you know and help solve this crime for this local family and I love the way that it ended. I loved the way that she weaved the story together. Um, the good guys are still good guys, but you got to like go along for the ride. And there were parts that were so that were terrifying, just how realistic <laughs> these situations could be. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend picking it up. She wrote one of my favorite Christmas romances in 2020, it was called Love at the Icicle Cafe. And it, she published that with Thule. And I was reading this and I was like, how is this the same person? <laughs> like this is so dark and gritty and suspenseful. And like, she's literally the same author that wrote one of like my favorite Christmas romances of last year. So she's definitely somebody to keep an eye out for. And I love this one. So go pick it up. And it's like a July release. So you should be seeing it like in the stores and stuff like that here soon.
0: Yeah, it is amazing when these authors can just write about so many different kinds of things. Like uh Caradad panario who we had on uh we had on for an interview, she does all different kinds of books. Yeah. She has like sci-fi and you know, romance and I mean just all Everything. over the place. Yeah. It's amazing. That's incredible. Uh so well, speaking of Christmas, uh we are going to be celebrating Christmas in July. And we are going to be talking about Christmas in Bayberry, uh, which is a Hallmark uh, publishing book. I haven't read it. Have you read it? I have not. Yeah. It came out last year. So that's going to be a fun one for us to catch up on. Yeah, And uh, and we'll talk about next month. So that'll be great. And Uh, check your libraries because I'm pretty positive that I've
1: seen mine on like the library app or hoopla or something like that so if yeah. you don't live near a, ha- a hallmark store i know i don't always tend to see hallmark books in like barnes and noble or the grocery stores uh yeah. just check your library
0: I'm, I'm pretty positive i've seen a copy of it there that's a good advice and then yeah check hoopla and uh, so brie where can people find you I
1: am at Falling for Romance on Instagram. I also have um, a podcast I co-host called the Categorically Romance Podcast. Also on Instagram. Just check me out on
0: Instagram. Follow my link tree and everything is there. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So please take a look at that. I'm going to be having reviews for Black Widow and all the fun stuff coming out. So take a look over there. And then also make sure you're following the podcast at Pod and Homeworkies Podcast all over social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much. And we also have our patron group and merch store. And uh, that is, has a lot of fun stuff on there. So we appreciate taking a look at that. And thanks so much, Bree. This is always so much fun to get to do. Definitely. Yes. And we'll look forward to next <laughs> month. <laughs> Talk to you all next month. Bye, everyone. Bye.